And welcome to another Unconscious with me, your friend, Jake Hall. We are in the new digs, baby. I've been putting out some uh, clips from the podcast out on YouTube and look like garbage. Look like trash, so figured, you know what, if you're going to do this, let's church it up. Let's church it up. So, playing around with a couple things, uh, we'll be improving, improving slowly but surely. Um, But yeah. Got a chance this uh, this last weekend to uh, sit down and watch the uh, Alexander Volkov Cyril Gaon card, and like uh, I feel like a lot of people uh, totally forgot in the afternoon afternoon card. One of those that if you're not paying attention, you just kind of get into the lull of the normal things. Um, middle of the afternoon, kids are watching a movie. All right, let's wrap it up. Time for Daddy to watch the fights. Well, they're over. They're over. So. Luckily, just waited a little bit till uh, later in the night and just watched them all on replay. Um, but got to be honest. Got to be honest. Garbage. Pretty trash card. Um, I know we're all supposed to act like everything's awesome and exciting. But you probably could have missed this one. Probably could have missed this one. Uh, there, I mean, you know, come on. There were a couple good fights. I'm not going to be a total asshole about it. But god dang frustrating. We'll get into that. I mean... Some of the random uh, drama that had kind of been going on <coughs> over this last week um, before the fights. Uh, you got Sean Strickland and Orlando Sanchez uh, getting into a little altercation at the gym. I saw that going around. Everybody kind of had to put their two cents on it. But, you know, it's just typical gym shit, you know. It's like it's fun male soap opera stuff that we can all kind of, kind of uh, you know, follow and 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 – and, you know, and just enjoy, I guess. But, you know, just typical gym bullshit, just cage fighters dealing with bullshit. So I'm sure if you, I mean, if you didn't see it, it's just Orlando Sanchez, like doing an, like an arm crank on Sean when they're starting to do a grappling exchange and he gets pissed, throws a couple shots at him and they just exchange words, you know, happens every day in almost every gym across the country, especially between competitors uh, but just one of those things got caught on film. So, you know, was it a dick move? I think so. But who cares? I mean, I'm not all wrapped up in it. It is what it is. Uh, you know, and then you had Joe Schilling uh, knocking a guy out in a bar. Uh, I, I think he uh, he made a couple posts about it. One, You know, the actual video he posted got taken down. And then, you know, he had some responses to that. But if you're able to see it, you know, he just knocks a guy out in the bar. You know, I mean... What am I going to say? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I mean, is Joe Schilling a, a hothead cage fighter who uh, knocked an unsuspecting patron uh, of the bar out cold on the floor? You know, maybe. Did the uh, did the cubicle worker, the tipsy cubicle worker who was just, you know, letting loose at the bar deserve to be knocked out? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Just let the universe work it out. You know, why am I going to get worked up about it? This is just, you know, I I can't give up my life energy to that kind of stuff. The universe will work itself out. Uh, But aside from that, I mean, almost nothing going on. And then you had this card. I'm going to, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I want to even waste my breath about the whole glove thing. It's never going to change. It's never going to change. It seems like every year, every six months or something, you, we can get on a big tirade about changing the UFC gloves. 
But God dang, if this card wasn't a shiny example of why, you know, the glove design should be looked at. But like I said, I don't know why I'm going to waste my breath on it. I mean, we had multiple eye pokes. I mean, one resulting in the end of arguably the best fight that was happening on the card. One of the more exciting results uh, ended because of an eye poke. We had kind of a controversial decision in the uh, Tanner Bozer Owen St. Prue fight whenever Bozer, uh, you know, grabbed the cage to pull himself up, which is argued. Uh, another, there was another eye poke that, that, you know, damn near cost us the fight. I mean, I mean, I don't know what more needs to be done before they, they decide to change the gloves. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I don't know why it would be a big deal. I get that there's just like tradition behind that. That is the, the design. That's kind of what it's always been. They seem to really, uh, be sticklers for that. But I just I've seen lots of examples of of design changes, and I just don't know why they don't take that more seriously. Because you know it just or or change rules, you know, change rules like like why can't you grab the fence? You know why cannot why can we not grab the fence and get up? It's there, you know. It just is what it is. You know, it's just one of those things that we could get into the we could get into the weeds about. But um, you know, you don't need. You don't need to do this. You don't need to interlace your fingers. Like, there's almost no reason to do that. I know some jujitsu nerds are probably going to blast me that, no, there's this particular go-go choke or there's this particular hold where you need to interlace your fingers. But it's so rare. Pride never complained about it, never had a problem with it. You can S-grip. You can gable grip. You can do – you can hold it. You can do a fist. But that keeps your fingers out of the fence, keeps your fingers out of guys' eyes. And the pride ones even had a little bit of curve to the end of the fingertips, but you're still allowed to do those grips. You know, you never heard Nogueira complain about not being able to submit people. You know, you never heard people, wrestlers or anybody complain about the gloves and pride. And I just don't know why they don't make some type of a change to help reduce these things. Cause eye pokes have just been kind of ridiculous as of late, you know, and this, this weekend, it was just, it happened in multiple fights. It, 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 totally, you know, ruined one of the fights. Um, whenever Andre Feely and, and, and Daniel Pineda, uh, Andre Feely was just killing it in his groove, demolishing Daniel and stupid little eye poke. And then, you know, the most unsatisfying thing on the planet. So like I said, I don't know why I would waste my breath with that because it feels like it's never going to change. But that was, you know, Saturday night was just one of those examples where if we would have had you know, a, a different glove design, all the issues with that night's card wouldn't have, wouldn't have existed, you know? So it's probably never going to change, but oh, well, um, aside from the rest of the card, you know, I'm, 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 I'm being hard on it that it was just a kind of a run of the mill fight card. Uh, but there were some good fights, you know, the, the Danilo Marquez versus Kennedy Nezchukwu, uh, butchered that solid fight, man. You know, solid fight, but you could argue it's kind of boring. I mean, Danilo was riding Kennedy like a backpack the in, literally the entire first round. Took him like 10 seconds to, to take him down and get on his back and literally hung on his back against the cage. But, you know, the ref can't, you know, whenever he's in that position, he's got the body lock, and it's kind of the other guys holding him up against the cage. They're kind of in a, in a tough spot to, to, to break them apart. It's not like they're both in a neutral position. Like one guy does have a dominant 
position. And that's what's crazy. They've been throwing around th- this, the new judging criteria for 10, eight rounds. I'm all for it. I mean, I'm all for it. They, I mean, su- I mean, there's supposed to be 10 nines, 10, nine score on a card is supposed to be reserved for a close round. If it's a dominant round where the one fighter has an, has obviously won the round. I mean, it's not like the old days where you have to batter the guy to where it had to have been like millimeters away from being stopped or should have been stopped and wasn't for some reason, where the guy just had to be pummeled to get a 10-8 round. You just have to have like kind of dominantly or convincingly won the round, and they'll give you a 10-8. So in that situation, it's like the most boring 10-8 of all time. He, he gets into a very dominant position and holds it for four minutes, and then, hey, 10-8 round. But, you know, Kennedy was able to come out, keep that from happening again, end up catching Marquez with some big shots and put him away with TKO. Um, pretty good pretty good result from that. I mean, it's just one of those that, yeah, it was a good kind of comeback win for Kennedy. Um, he's got a, a, a lot of great potential. But, you know, if you, if you allow yourself to get in those positions, what he got into it a couple times, and, you know, Marquez just kind of not being able to do something, not making an adjustment, it's just one of those fights that, you know – Pretty good result, but overall, you know, what, what do you do? What are you going to do? You know, pretty boring fight, in all honesty. Hanato uh, Moicano defeating Jai Herbert. Uh, solid fight. I mean, Moicano is just another one of those things. Super dominant win. Uh, he ended up getting the rear naked choke, um, just slowly, incrementally keeping in position, landing some big shots, got the choke. You know, solid fight. Solid fight. Uh, but like I said, nothing to write home about, nothing to write home about stuff that we've seen before. Um, you know, Moicano just kind of solidifying. He's kind of right where he needs to be in the division. A couple more of those and he'll be able to work his way up. Uh, one of my favorite fights of the night, Tim Means, my boy, the dirty bird still doing the damn thing. I mean, dad gummy's had like 50 something fights, uh, been around forever, just calm as anything, just another day at the office. Another day at the office for Tim Means. Um, did super good. There were some some really big moments in that fight. I mean, Nicholas Dalby, you know, the commentators kept wanting to talk about his unique breathing uh, um, ritual or, or practice or whatever you want to call it. They couldn't tell if he was tired or not, but he, he, he kept his steam throughout the whole fight, had some big moments. But I think just Tim Means, just, you know, experience – um, his, his situational awareness, uh, able to put himself in good positions, able to defend well, absorb some big shots and just kind of, you know, command the, the, the fight and end up coming out with the win. So nothing but good things to say about Tim means. Uh, and you know, I like, he's, he's pretty realistic about where he is. You know, he's just looking for good fights. I mean, that's what pays his bills. You know, he's a career fighter. Um, probably not going to be up there in the in the title contention, but if he can get a top ten fight, hell yeah. Um, but kind of kind of solidified there in that gate, gatekeeper status. But I'd love to see him do well. Hope he keeps doing the damn thing, getting paid. Uh, impressed by him, man. He's he's a great fighter. Um, like I said, the the probably the best fight on the card. They got ruined by the damn eye pokes. Is Andre Feely and Daniel Pineda? I thought. Uh, Pineda looked strong right out the gate, looked real strong, but man, Andre Feely just, I feel like he's one of those guys that, uh, people sleep on him and he's improved a shitload 
over the last couple of years. Like every time he comes out, I think he's better. You know, I realize I'm just like, man, he's way better than I thought he was. Wow, he's way better than I thought he was. He's just improving and 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 doing better every time I see him. And I mean, he looked as as good as anybody in that fight. Um, like I said, Pineda came out really strong, uh, and and Feely just absorbed that, made some adjustment, used his length, hit him with some big shots, and just pretty much dominated that fight. And I mean, you heard Pineda after the fight even admit like he was fucking me up, you know, uh, and he was for sure. And it's just unfortunate that an accidental eye poke kind of takes that win away from from Andre Feely. You know, we were probably going to get a pretty good result out of that fight, probably going to end up with a finish or something. But, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, like I said, what are you going to do? Change the gloves, damn it, you know, but they're not going to. Um, they just stole one of the one of the highlights of the night, and, and Feely just looked freaking good, man, everywhere. I mean, had some good takedown defense, striking, super crisp, movement looked great. I mean, just keeps improving, man, keeps improving, looking better, super impressed from him. Uh, and then the other, the, you know, the other one that's kind of controversial because of the gloves, in my opinion, was Tanner Bozer and Ovin St. Prue. I'll tell you what, this fight was a little bit better, uh, from Ovin's, but lately, I mean, maybe it's been since, you know, since Ovin's went up to heavyweight, but I feel like it was even his last couple of fights at light heavyweight. I mean, can you get some urgency? Can you get some urgency? I feel like the last couple fights that, like I said, this fight was better, but the last couple fights, St. Prue went out there. He just looks like he's half asleep. I mean, he's just super relaxed, just kind of bouncing around. I mean, it just it just doesn't seem like it's like he's awake. You know, it's like, do you realize that you're in the middle of a cage fight? It's like he's so calm, uh, you know, and, and, and I can't remember his last fight. And you look up his record where he knocked out um, – Gosh, dang it, I can't remember that guy's name. But, I mean, completely just relaxed, barely moving, reacting, just doesn't seem like he had any sense of urgency, and then knocks a guy out, you know? It, it's just it's so frustrating to watch, and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, who am I to say that it's wrong, that, that is, that's his approach? But just he just seems like he's asleep on his feet um, and doesn't seem like there's any real urgency. But like I said, having said that, I mean, he looked – I, I saw a little bit more speed, a little bit more urgency out of him uh, fighting Tanner Bozer, and you know Tanner Bozer's in and out, lots of lots of movement and head movement. Both looked really good, but man, the 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 controversial end, uh, you know, halfway through the second round, where Tanner seemed to reach up on the cage and kind of use that to get himself up, whether he grabbed the cage with his fingers or just you know applied some pressure onto the cage to help kind of you know, shrimp his butt up and help him to get up. Uh, him touching the cage is what allowed him to get up. I mean, we can, we can, you know, get into the weeds on whether he grabbed it or not. But like I said, what would fix this? Some gloves, damn it. Uh, and I think I saw, uh, I saw that Ovin St. Prue is looking to, to appeal the decision or appeal the, the knockout, I guess. Um, because at whenever he did grab that, uh, the 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 ref came in and and he, Ovens felt like he touched his back and he thought that he was stopping the action and so he hesitated for a second, allowed Tanner to get back up, and that entire transition off the ground up against the cage, and then Tanner was able to get into a better position and land a big shot that clubbing right um, just to the side of the head and it dropped Ovens so. 
it was one of those that, you know, Tanner did, did everything that he probably should do um, to get the win. And you can't really blame him. And the whole fence grabbing thing, that's why I think, like, just let it be allowed. It's, it's so hard for a guy to be in that position, you know, and have the momentum of the fight going and be leaning against something and not just instinctually, you know, posture against it or, or put your post out, your hand against it. Um, and the fact that you can use your toes but not your fingers, you know, it's just really inconsistent to me. I think there needs to be some consistency there. There needs to be a change with the gloves to just re- keep that from happening. And just overall, an unsatisfying kind of result uh, whenever there's that kind of controversy. But not t- taking nothing away from Bozer, that guy, he just keeps doing the damn thing, you know? And he's an up-and-comer in that division. Looked good against a, a veteran in Ovens who, who who's done it all, seen it all a lot trickier than he looks. Like like I said, he can lull you to sleep because he just doesn't seem like he has like an explosion coming or any type of uh he doesn't he doesn't have any of that speedy movement. He just seems like he's in there um but he's always dangerous. So I feel like he's uh he's a tricky nut to crack. Um Tanner Bozer was able to figure it out. So I'll see what happens with that uh that appeal from St. Prue. Um but yeah, just like another fight that you know, ultimately felt unsatisfying uh, or felt kind of frustrating, which kind of added to my opinion of the whole night, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the main event with Volkov and, and Cyril Gahn, uh, you know, I, I know Cyril, I, I, he's probably going to take uh, more shit from this. You know, people are going to probably call him boring uh, again. You know, his last, uh, I think his last fight was against Rosenstrike, um, and it was pretty uh, point-fighting which kind of led to him just kind of point fighting Rosenstrike to a decision and, and getting a unanimous decision win. Um, very similar, you know, it's just, he's so big, he's so athletic, he's fast. Um, and he's just, you, you know, I got, <clears throat> I talked about this probably a week or so ago about the difference between like an athlete and a fighter, uh, and took a little shit from it, but, you know, whatever. Um, but I think he's a perfect example, a perfect example. Not saying that everybody in the UFC, not, like that anybody in the UFC is not an athlete. They're all athletes. They're all athletes. They're all working their ass off. They're all improving their athletic ability. They're all uh, training to get better. They're athletes, for sure. But the difference between some of these guys who are competing in this as a sport, they're competing in this to be, I'm there. It's it's no different than guys playing a one-on-one basketball game. Like you see, guys that are just black belts and everything, they're going in and they're competing and fighting. Like I'm better at this sport than you. Um, and it's not so much a fight, like a street fight, where you see some guys that are just all street fighter mentality, super killer mentality. And when they're in there, it's not a sport. It's not a game. They're not trying to be better at the game than the other person. They just have a all-go killer mentality, um, killer-be-killed street fight kind of approach to this is a fight. It's not a sport. It's not a game. Um, but then some guys, they, that they're in there competing as if it's just a regular sport, like they're playing one-on-one basketball. You know, and Cyril Gant's kind of one of those guys. He does not seem to come across as like a street fighter, doesn't seem to come across with like tons of that gritty 
killer approach and mentality. It just seems like a stud athlete, stud athlete, and doing everything that he needs to do and using all the tools that he has in order to win. You know, and he's super happy with his performance, in and out, not allowing the other guy to touch him, you know, and just being better at the game, being better at the game than Volkov was. It's like watching guys play one-on-one basketball and one guy just, he's up 50 to four, you know, he's up 60 to 12 or whatever, just dominating the game, you know, and just creating a, a storm that that Alexander Volkov just couldn't touch. You know, he just could not get going. He couldn't land anything big, uh, was just having a hard time with his speed and movement. And, and gone had a couple big shots, you know, but ultimately had, I mean, I agree with the 50-45. I mean, I think two, two judges gave it 50-45 and one gave it 49-46. So one judge gave Volkov a round, which I'm not mad about. I'm not mad about. It was, there were some close rounds in there where nothing huge happened, nothing huge happened. Um, but I think he's going to take shit for that. I mean, should he? Should he not? I mean, it was a dominant win over a super scary, experienced, top contender in the heavyweight division against Volkov, you know, and he went in there and dominated him. And he'll probably take shit for being boring. But I think it's just a perfect example of what I was talking about, about fighters versus, like, versus athletes, versus sports players, um, and he seems to kind of be that, but hell he's good at the sport. I mean, how can you deny the guy? I mean, he's, he's only got nine fights. He's going up against big veterans. Uh, you know, Rosenstrike who's had like a hundred fights. He had like 70 kickboxing matches, 80 kickboxing matches. He's had a good deal of MMA fights. You know, Volkov's had 60 fights. I mean, in Cyril Ghan, he's eight and nine and or something like that. Hasn't even had 10 fights competing at the top level. You know, scary dude, big, like perfect body size for the division, super speedy, you know, super aware. I mean, just getting better every fight, still learning. Um, but who knows what's next? You know, that heavyweight division's kind of clogged up, you know, at, at, we're all waiting for the the Derek Lewis um, and Ganu fight. We're all waiting to see what the hell happens with John Jones coming in there. You know, there, there's been talks about him and Stipe, but I mean... Who knows how interested Stipe is in that? I mean, Stipe is probably only interested in fighting for the belt. Um, if not, you know, rematch type of uh, type of fights or big money fights. Um, and, in a, and fighting a top up-and-coming contender probably isn't uh, at the top of Stipe's priority list. So I couldn't tell you what's next for Cyril Gunn. I mean, he looks good. He keeps winning. Scary dude. You know, uh, not scary in the way that Derek Lewis or uh, Francis Ngannou is that you could maybe die fighting him, but uh, but scary in the fact that he's a tricky puzzle to solve. Um, super fast for the division, just has you know, well rounded has it, you know has has it. So he's just getting better and better. I don't know what's next for him, but overall, like I said, didn't necessarily help. Uh, save the card as far as entertainment wise goes. I mean, it was a lot of people are probably going to think that that fight was boring. They're most likely they're gonna they're gonna criticize him again, um, and it does hurt his you know marketability. I mean, he'll have to do a lot if if that's going to be the game and those are going to be the results of his fights. I mean, he's just gonna ha- he's gonna end up being 
like uh, um, Charles Oliveira or, or, or Tony Ferguson, where the guy just has to have like 15 wins in a row before he ever gets like a big shot at something. Or he's got to really, he's really got to put together some some killer mentality. But that's just me, you know, talking shit. Uh, so who knows? I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, I'm impressed with him. I mean, I don't know what happened with Volkov after this fight either. Um, but yeah, overall, standard run-of-the-mill fight card. Uh, some pretty good stuff, but a few good results. But overall, it's going to be pretty forgettable. Um, and I don't know if a whole hell of a lot is going to come out of it. Um, I'm interested to see if, if Ovens is able to get that, that, that result overturned. I'm going to be interested to see if Cyril Gan can get a, can command a big fight after this, um, or if they're just going to give him another up and comer. Um, but he's been in main events, so he, he seems to keep, he's keeping himself there as a main event fighter. Um, I hope Andre Feely gets the credit for, for his performance. You know, it sucks for him, but I think everybody saw how that fight was going. Everybody was impressed with him keeps getting better uh and and you know did that to a, a tough opponent in Daniel Pineda so I'm excited to see what happens for, next for him for Tim Means overall some pretty solid results you know I'm just kind of talking shit here so uh I'm probably going to be off the whole next week you know going on a 4th of July trip you know right whenever we uh, make these improvements but uh uh yeah love you have a good 4th